Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. We're going to kick off the Open House year with what I expect will be a question and an issue that confronts many of us as we resume our work lives after a break, maybe for you from tomorrow, Monday. My next guest's simple, powerful message is this, Monday matters. For those of us with Christian faith, it's not just a Sunday thing. There's no separation of the sacred secular. It's not just something left to the professionals in the church. Mark Bilton, through his own personal and professional experience, is convinced that God is vitally, passionately and intimately interested in the workplace. Monday matters, as does the rest of the week. And I'd love to tap into your experience if you've had one. If you've found this to be true in your own work life, if you've been able to find meaning, a sense of purpose, both professionally and with your own faith in your work life, I'd love to hear from you. one three hundred forty twenty twenty. Maybe the defining person in your own journey to Christian faith was someone at work who by their life, maybe their words, showed you the way into this life of hope. Love to hear from you. Give us a call, one three hundred forty twenty twenty. Mark Bilton is the Group Managing Director of Gloria Jean's Coffees, and his new book is Monday Matters, Finding God in Your Workplace. Mark, welcome to Open House. Great to be here, Lee. It's great to have you with us. My pleasure. I wanted to first tap into your own personal journey of faith and work, Mark, to set a context for how you view it all. What's your story? Well, I, I'll give you the short version. I was I came from a non-Christian background, um, came to the Lord in my early twenties, um, and quite a radical conversion. I certainly wasn't looking for God, but He was He was hunting me down. So I was a very sort of depressed, angry young man, and um, I just got hounded into the kingdom by a great series of events, and couldn't go anywhere without Christians. Um, sharing the gospel with me, and eventually succumbed and uh, and yielded to to the God that um, I, already, I didn't realize I needed, but absolutely needed at the time. It's one thing to have that, mm. but it's another thing to have your eyes opened as you have yes. to the role of faith in the workplace. Mm. I think my conversion experience has really shaped a lot of that, not coming from a church background at all, uh, and then seeing my mother, my father, my three brothers all come to the Lord at the same at the same time within a six-month period, wow. just the absolute reality of God and the state I was in and the, the, the completeness of just yielding to him meant that church, had, church wasn't the only part of my Christian experience. They had to be more than just a Sunday experience. And and so so Mike's sort of contention and, and what the book's all about is that um, every aspect of our life needs to be impacted by our our faith and our experience with God. We're saved as a whole, and our Christian experience is not just a, a Sunday and a Wednesday night, but every day, every hour, every every moment of every day is um, important to God, and He's interested in that. You've clearly felt a sense of agitation about this, mm. and perhaps pressure about a choice you've made to be in the workforce yes. and a person of faith there. Yes, there's almost a cultural separation between choosing to follow God and then immediately having to go into um, ministry per se in its in its traditional form of church leadership or um, missionary work. Um, we've sort of created this artificial hierarchy of uh, spiritual importance, if you like. Yes. Um, where you know, top of the tree, you've got missionaries and pastors and priests, and all the way down through helps, doctors and nurses, and those are things are good things to do, but not quite as spiritual. And right down to sort of the accountants and the merchant bankers and the lawyers, and and there's this artificial hierarchy. And yet, um, I believe that 
everyone is anointed and appointed for a purpose. And whether you're a, a cleaner or a sales rep or a doctor or a dentist or whatever your vocation may be, um, God is vitally interested in that, in that and that we get exactly the same kit bag as a pastor or a minister. God's interested in and um, we can experience his guidance and his leading in that. Why do you think in some churches that idea is perpetuated? Is it a self-serving thing of those who've chosen full-time ministry perhaps to say, well, this is the best choice you could possibly make? I, I don't think I don't think it's been a deliberate choice. I think it's something we've been led astray, really. I think there's a that, that artificial construct um, constrains a large portion of the body of Christ to be effective in establishing the kingdom. Um, if we believe that we have to leave our nine-to-five roles in order to um, hear from God and be effective for God and influence um, and help establish the kingdom of God, then that contains the vast majority of, of Christians from being effective. Yes, it's terribly cramping. Very and cramping. I think from the tone of your book, it, it's got this sense of if only we could yes. unleash mm. this hope yeah. and power in the workforce mm. in real life. Mike Mike Bayer described it very very well. He he said he gave a rugby analogy, which was hard for an American, but he gave a rugby analogy. He said it's like um, it's like a stadium where we've got we've got thirty people on the field um, in badly need of rest and fifty thousand in the in the uh, in the crowds in badly need of exercise. Um, and and he he spoke to the the church construct around that. And um, look, I'm. Very pro the local church. We need to be part of community. Oh, yes. We need to be plugged into yes. that. That's very important. So that's not what this is about. But the 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 release of the potential and the understanding that we can be effective in the workplace as Christians, I think, is is vital for us to get the job done. I'm sure lots of us have wondered, though, as I have at times in the midst of the Monday to Friday nine to five grind, how on earth can God be interested or involved in what I do here? Mm. How can this be counting for Him? Yeah. It's a good question. It is a good question, and I think that the, the the foundation of that is a is a a revelation that he is interested in your work, and I think it does need to be a revelation. It's so such an intrinsic part of our culture and our and our Christian tradition to have this separation, um, and where really our faith should experience every aspect of our life. Um, and if we if we go back to um, even in Genesis, you know, before the fall, uh, Adam and Eve were called to work in the garden. Um, that it's it's part of God's plan, and uh, and often we think work as a chore or as a, a secular thing that's a necessary evil, even or neutral at best. Whereas um, the opportunity to to experience God and work in faith and hear from Him, and not only to provide for the kingdom and for ourselves and to bless others, but also to shape our character and to be an expression of service and of worship and of of witness. Um, there's a lot of people we meet day-to-day who will never darken the inside of a church. Yes, I wanted to go to some of those categories that you deal with, and that's the point I wanted to focus into, that there are a lot of people with whom we'll engage in our workplace who will never darken a church door and very unlikely ever come across a church minister, let alone open up in a conversation of any depth or meaning with them. These these are unique opportunities that we have. Absolutely. I mean, that was me. I would yes. never have gone into church, not interested, had a, a very preconceived idea of what a Christian was and certainly wasn't anything, anything like what I wanted to be. Um, uh, and yet, and there's thousands and thousands of people like that out there like me. Um, and I think sometimes we think about our evangelism as you build friends in order to evangelize or you go to work in order to evangelize. I think that's the wrong way around. I think if you're 
Um, if you understand that God's interest in your work and you're um, available to him, listening to him, hearing from him, um, and that you understand that's a part of your faith experience, then the opportunities will be there. Um, and it's not only about talking about it by faith, but demonstrating a transformed life, showing creativity. I mean, we were plugged into the you know, the creator of the universe. We should be the yes. most innovative, the most creative, um, operate in excellence. We should just be an absolute example of, of what it is. To yes, there's that verse, work as if to the Lord. Absolutely. So it will also demand from the Christian in the workplace yes. a good effort, yes. it, the best effort, mm. and that will surely shine a light yep. as a distinctive thing from perhaps other workers in the workforce. Why are they so committed to this, to Definitely. doing excellence? Yeah. And people will ask the question. Yeah. Yes, they will. Yeah. I always want to be practical. Can I go through some of those categories that you set out in sure. the book, the purpose of all of this? Yeah. First one, serve. Yes. What do you mean by that? Well, Jesus was a great example. He came to serve, came down from being the right hand of God and came to, to serve us. And serving others at work is like serving serving God. Um, you know, we're, we're called to serve, particularly in leadership. I think real leaders are faithful, transparent, authentic and that's quite a dislocation from traditional leadership. Yes, yeah. and, and again, it's, it stands out if we, if we choose, to, choose to serve. Also, I think it's a measure of integrity and honesty, the way we minister, the way we influence those around us. And it's not only business leaders or business owners that can operate in that. I think we all have a, um, an area of influence and, and an opportunity to, to serve. That's not only what we do. I think it's how we do it as well. In necessary humility, Definitely. which again is a very distinctive thing in it this is. day and age. It is. Yeah. Another category, growth. Yes. What are you saying there? Well, I believe that God brings things along our path to shape us and mold us, and, and the Bible talks about us being transformed into his into His likeness, um, and that takes pressure and circumstances and how do we respond to those things. Work's a great place to have a hard time. I mean, there's lots of things going yes. on. Um, it's, uh, it's not always easy. There's lots of uh, challenges. And as we respond to those and get shaped by, allow the Holy Spirit to shape and mold us, um, work can be a great place to build character, um, respond to the, the Spirit of God as he begins to shape us and mold us and align ourselves and transform us into his image. And for, as you said before, creativity to blossom. Oh, now, that might seem a surprising yeah. aspect of Faith at work. Yes. Well, I don't think so. If we're plugged into the creator, we should, as I said before, be the most innovative, the most entrepreneurial, the most uh, the most creative. In Proverbs 2, it talks about if we call out for insight and cry out for understanding, and if we look for it as silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then we'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. I mean, that is just plugging into the greatest creative source in the ever um yes. that can be applied in lots of different ways regardless of our role that, that ability to get um, insight and innovation and revelation as i said before we should be the most creative people around one of the other important aspects of your argument is witness yes now this will not always be and sometimes not much in our words yeah talks cheap absolutely there's, there's preaching the gospel and living the gospel. Yes. My view is, particularly in a work context, that God will give us the opportunity, but our responsibility is to demonstrate that transformed life, to live according to his principles, under his guidance, um, aware of the opportunities as they, as they come up, but really demonstrating a transformed life. If we have something that is appealing to other people, they want to know what it is and, and where it comes from. And, you know, is our Christian life attractive? Yes. 
do people want to be more like us? Do we have something that they say, well, where does that peace come from? You've gone through all these issues and yet you seem to still have it together. Or where do you get all these ideas from? Or, you know, why did you go out of your way to help that person? Because they're just, you know, a bit of a pain and yet you seem to have gone out of your way to do something for them. What What's that all about? It makes a difference. And, and being salt and light is a choice. Yes. On Open House, we're with Mark Bilton, author of the book Monday Matters, Finding God in Your Workplace. So I want to continue to be practical. Let me ask you this. How will I be feeling? What will I be feeling? Maybe what will I be doing in my work life that I can feel that connection between the sacred and secular? What's going on in my mind? I think it's that it comes back to that fundamental walk with God, an understanding or revelation that God is interested in your work then it's really you and him during the day. Um, and having that foundation in place where you're you're spending time with him, you're studying the scriptures, you're, you have, um, you're building relationship with him. He's almost running the agenda for you. So what, what are we doing today, Lord? What's the opportunities today? This situation I'm struggling with, give me some insight into here. How can we do this? What are we? Just that daily walk with God, hour by hour, minute by minute, and just the awareness of his, awareness of his presence. The presence you feel sometimes when you're in worship in a, in a church situation. You can experience that every day. And that I'm in a place that actually matters, even yes. though sometimes it might not seem like it or even feel like it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you about two specific times of the week? Sure. In how I might be feeling when mm. I embark on this yes. thinking. Monday morning. Yes. I'm hitting tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm hitting the workplace. How should I be feeling differently, thinking differently? Yes about all this well you're asking the wrong person because i am not a morning person so it just takes me a while to warm up. need a couple of coffees to get me going okay. yeah yeah there's a plug but, <laughs> absolutely i talk about monday matters but sunday is important absolutely yes. and getting that refreshing and um, honoring the sabbath and getting refreshed and and absolutely recharging yourself to go out and really experiencing your faith during the week and doing the the, Christ, the Christian thing during the week. Monday's always a good day. You're charged up, you're ready to go, you lots to do, plan your week out, get into it. Um, and you're absolutely right. You know, your batteries do tend to fade a little bit towards Wednesday, Thursday, middle of yeah. the week. So how should I be feeling then? That's the second time I wanted well, to ask you know, about. If we have those foundations in our life, not only prayer, but I talk a little bit of it in the book around that uh, the disciplines in our life create the foundation on which we can build our Christian experience, and that's keeping our relationships right, keeping um, fitness and eating, and um, yes. all that all that balance in in check. Which in in a sort of brutal commercial busy environment is very difficult to do. But if you've got those things in place, you should have a consistent week. You made mention of the Sabbath, and I leap onto it because mm. it's been such a consistent one with many of the great ones we've spoken to on Open right. House. Yeah, people who've managed and and built enormous organisations and enterprises. Mm. I often ask them, how do you do this? And, and they leap to the Sabbath. It really is an important balance in our life Definitely. that many of us have lost, yep. isn't it? It's a great principle. Yep. I mean, God demonstrated it, so it's probably important. Um, and, you know, that whole working six days and and um, taking that time to refresh and and connect and, and downtimes, it is, you can't work 24 hours a day, seven days a week for too long, become unproductive, um, you need those that that rest that rest time. The interesting, the other interesting thing about that that week is he also demonstrated work. You know, during that time he planned, he strategized, he looked, he saw things were good, he evaluated, and then went to the next step. So he actually demonstrated work as well as demonstrating that day off, that Sabbath, the importance of the Sabbath. There's so much logic to it, but it can also be a tricky question to contemplate because in the secular world, we are not hired or paid to be 
heavenly minded of no earthly yes. use. Yes. We're not paid to be proselytizers yep. of our, our faith. I take it you're not saying that. Absolutely not. No. We should be the best employees, the best bosses. We should be the absolute epitome of everything it is to, to be excellent in whatever we're we're called to do. If we're getting this right, people will be looking for us and giving opportunity and, and we'll have favor. You know, if you've got someone who works for you who not only works for you when you're there but works for you when you're not, as if working for the Lord, that's yeah. a pretty good employee. They're trustworthy, they have high integrity, they're innovative, they're, there's a great application, they love excellence. Bring it on. Absolutely. Yes. Mark, can I finish by asking you this? Are there one or two particular people you can tell us about mm. their story, mm. either contemporary or in the past, who've had an impact on you yeah. out of, I think, countless numbers of people mm. in the history of the Christian faith yes. that demonstrate how Monday and the rest of the yeah. week does matter? I'll go back to Brother Lawrence, yes, um, 16th century uh, monk, bottom of the monastery, bottom of the pecking order. His real name was Nick Herman, which I can relate to much better than Brother Lawrence. Yes. We tend to think of um, yes. stained glass windows when we talk about Brother Lawrence. Um, but, you know, he was a real guy at the bottom of the pecking order in the, in the basement washing up the dishes. He wrote a lot of um, wrote a lot of things about that experience, and he was able to find God uh, in the midst of those experiences. He, called, he did what he called practicing the presence of God, where in the midst of the mundane, he took that as as worship just doing those doing those simple things and he recognized that it wasn't only in the chapel at prayer time that god was there but right in the middle of doing the dishes there he was practicing the presence of god feeling the presence of god and feeling anointed to do what he was asked to do it's a great story Mm. and i'm sure that this has fired up many and inspired many to uh make tomorrow matter and for the rest of the week and bring a new mindset to lots of the stuff that we do outside of Church Monk Built. And I think it's an important contribution. Monday matters, finding God in your workplace. And we'll put the details up on our Open House Community Facebook page. Mark, thanks so much for coming in. My pleasure, Lee. Enjoyed it. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.